Would you or anyone you know be interested in the best of what we've learned from over 350 expert interviews? Business expert interviews just like this one you're about to listen to. Plus, I'll share what we discovered spending $50,000 to go through over 100 years of business success research. Thousands of evidence-based scientific studies on what really works. Visit bestbusinesscoach.ca for more info on how, in 90 days or less, you can get eight better business habits or get three times your money back. That's 90 days to eight types of better business, fitness, and mindset habits. These will determine who survives and thrives in these unusual times and who doesn't. Visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. You'll discover our new business coaching and accountability program for business, fitness, and mindset all in one. You'll also learn how you can get over $11,336 in free bonuses for only $1. Go to bestbusinesscoach.ca for more info. That's bestbusinesscoach.ca, like Canada or California. See you there. Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by the UK's leading LinkedIn lead generation and client conversion authority, Simon Davis. LinkedIn can be your number one source of high-value business-to-business leads and clients. However, most business leaders, consultants, coaches, and sales professionals are missing out on its power. Simon and his team specialize in delivering and developing proven strategies to help you tap into the LinkedIn pot of gold to generate not only great leads, high-value clients, and increased revenue, but a greater sense of fulfillment, freedom, and prosperity from your business. I've asked Simon to join us on this call today to discuss how we can get more from our online marketing efforts and turn more of our leads into high-paying clients. Simon, thank you for joining us today, my friend. How are you doing? I'm very well indeed, Daryl. Thank you indeed. That was a lovely introduction. And uh, thank you for your invitation. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's an honor to have you here. So now, obviously, before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of obviously this wonderful uh, practice that you have that really, because everybody has value to give. And so by helping people get their value out to the world and get more clients and customers, you're allowing them to solve more problems for people and essentially enhance lives. So, but before we get into that, that you do, how did you even get started? What were you doing before you got into this? I mean, were you always an entrepreneur? Do you come from an entrepreneurial family or? Well, uh, no, I don't. I come from a family of teachers, of all things. The most un- un- entrepreneurial family that's ever walked this planet. It's all of it. <laughs> and I am the black sheep in more ways than one. And we, we perhaps haven't better go down that avenue. But no, no entrepreneurial background before me. Nobody been in business nobody to give me a lead as to how to do it at all so how i've come to and it's i, I pride myself in being unemployable i i held the job down for less than two and a half years in our in our british health service 
And really within weeks, it was as plain as the nose on my face that I am not employable. And I'm, I'm proud to be so. I haven't had a job in nearly 30 years. So how did you get started then? Well, going way back then, when I was when I was in the health service and, and going through that, that period of, of realisation of, you know, this really isn't for me. I, I then went into financial services and I established my own business literally from being a very green, raw recruit of, you know, that old empty desk, empty filing cabinets, yellow pages on the, on the desk and a phone. And I had to get started and, and fill the filing fine cabinet. And it was literally trial and error. Mm, mm. But it was looking back on it, it, although it was hard, hard graft, I learned so much by just observing what, when I was interacting with people, because I was selling intangibles, you know, the, the hardest thing in the world to sell and market. And this is in the, in the days way before social media, even in, when I started, it was the days before even uh, laptops and mobile phones. Yeah. Uh, so it was the old way. But what it was, those old things that we used to do, i.e. building relationships, picking up the phone and going to see people to face-to-face are the things that still work today. Yeah. And it's the things that people are less willing to do today. Mm-hmm. And if you do, if you use those old school tactics, but in a new new way, you can still employ them because they all rely on the same things, and that is how we interrelate as personal as human beings on a personal level. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think that's really valid too. I especially love the the whole personal connection because really, at the end of the day, all a company is is a group of people working to provide a product or service which solves the problem of another group of people. That's it. And so I think you're right in that people are less willing to invest in the relationships and get on the phone or have face-to-face meetings with people. And I don't really get why. I mean, I kind of get why because people want more free time, more luxury, yada, yada, yada. But I also think there should be more focus on finding what you love and pursuing your passion and that sort of thing. And, you know, or finding a way to love what you do. If, If you're really stuck... Just find a way to love it. Yeah. I, but I've, I've noticed why that is. And, and over the years that I've been in business, what I've noticed people do in business, they try to shortcut the system. They try to get to the result in the quickest way and the shortest way possible. Mm. And that usually is not the most effective way. Mm. The most effective way is the thorough way, is doing it the proper way, which all from the start usually looks the long way round to people but it's actually the shortcut is the wrong way round, wrong way to do it mm-hmm. because it's results and you end up doing it what is perceived as the long way around the thorough way first right it's just the thorough way don't try and shortcut the system do it the thorough way that's the quickest way to get the result mm-hmm. and again there's got to be some joy in the journey as well i think i think that's an important part of it you have to enjoy and embrace the grind and the journey which comes back to either finding a way to love what you do or doing what you love because it's not it's not even about the destination you know like 
I, I totally get that. I remember when I first got my big bonus check. I remember we had a huge success marketing campaign. I got the largest – it was the largest sum of money I'd ever touched in my life. And it was like by a substantial amount. I, I'd made – it was more than I'd made in previous years, maybe even a couple of years combined. And I remember I – like it was – I remember what I do. I had a date that night. We went for dinner. I think I bought a pair of shoes and a hat. I got a smoothie on the way home. I cashed the check. And it was just like a normal day. You know what I mean? And so, it, like, money doesn't really do anything. It's just, it's inert. It's, it's, it's like dirt. Like, you can make something of it. You can use it to convert it to something else. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I really value when you're saying that. Like, it's, people want the shortcut because they just want to be at the destination. But you have to find a joy in the grind and in the process itself. And if, if you're not miss, if you're missing that, then you may have the wrong goals. And it's okay if you get brought in. Like, the shiny carrots will get you into the race, into the game. But when you're in it, you got to be like, look, I'm in it to win it. The only way you fail is if you give up. So, all right, what is this all about? What do I need to learn? I got to, you know, I got to learn to enjoy the, whatever the practice is, whatever the rituals are, whatever I got to go through. So, That's right. And there's a way to make that enjoyable as well, which, which is when I was prepping for our conversation, something I thought, well, this, this is something I really want to bring out because I see people failing or not doing this properly all the time. And the best way to make the grind enjoyable is grind with people that you like. If, if, if you pardon <laughs> the way that that came out. Yeah, no, um, but it's good. But yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is <laughs> it, it, target market, is work with people that you love, people that you really get on with and they get you and they see your value. Because you're going to have grind anyway. So you might as well have grind acquiring uh, the right fit of clients that it, it so it doesn't feel like grind it's getting you to the place that you want to be rather than when you uh, grind away successfully or unsuccessfully you end up with a really crap client mm. and spend your time with people that you love there it's more it's much more like it's fun you know a both both parties are getting to the end result that they, they really want to. Yeah, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough, I was privy to some information on, like, in the Navy SEALs, they're really big, you know, no man left behind camaraderie is a really big thing. And I discovered this lesson about the Navy SEALs. One of them, he, he felt like he figured out, one of their trainers figured out, he felt out, he figured out the formula for camaraderie. And he said it's joint suffering and laughter. It's mutual suffering and laughter. That equals camaraderie. If you suffer together or grind together, right, and you can laugh about it and find joy in it, that's where the camaraderie comes in. That's where the companionship and the, like the, uh, you know, like uh, the team effect comes into place. Yes. So go through that adversity together. Yeah. By as a, as a as a binding influence, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah. So I, I agree with that so much. So do you feel like you've gone through milestones in your career where you're figuring things out? And if you do, what were kind of the, the stages, like in your early days and then, you know, middle days and kind of like now? Yeah. I'm not, I would say, say I'm still going through, you know, almost 30 years on. I'm still going through my milestones and realizations and aha moments and refinements. Um, but I think one of the, the big milestones or breakthroughs that I had was going back to this target market thing. And looking back on it was, I was in my mid to late 20s at the time. And it was probably one of the most per perspicacious moments I've ever had, which was, 
I'm spending hours and hours and hours a week doing what I'm doing. It might as well be bloody fun mm. as, as, as utter misery. So how do I purposefully design the business that I want? Well, it's working with people that I really like. Mm. And if I come across somebody who I don't like, who I'm not going to enjoy serving, and who's going to be, who's make, who's going to make my business life and therefore impact on my really good clients mm-hmm. in a negative way, then I don't want them as a client in the first place. Right. In the, I can only think of two occasions where I broke that rule, and both times you regretted I was, it. I totally regretted it. It was, it, and I was, I was. I was swayed, in, but I'll be absolutely honest, I was swayed in both instances by the size of the deal. Right, right, the, yeah, yeah, the money, the money, yeah, yeah. yep. Never worth it. Sold for some money. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, I'll just be absolutely honest and say that. So that was one of the biggest things, and I, a lot in my work on LinkedIn, if you don't get that right, firstly, your marketing will not work, and this is not just LinkedIn, it's all the way through your business. If you don't target market, you will never command the market. If you don't target market, you will not have the appeal that you could have. Right. If you don't target market, you will end up with just any old business that looks like anybody else's, and it will not serve you, it will not serve your business, and you will be always grinding. Whereas if you target and find the right people, you may not need that many of them. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. So well said. So yeah. let me ask you this question then. For people that are not like they're like I th- they think they do or, you know, are, can, do you have any tips for people that aren't – because we hear that all the, all the time. And in fact, there's another interview we did with Ben Simpkin who's done over now I think $1.5 billion in sales with Facebook ads for clients. And he was saying one of the things he said is like Abraham Lincoln's – Quote, I'm not sure if it's six or seven hours. We'll go six. But, it, it, you know, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend five of them sharpening my axe. I think, like you, you said, if I had six hours to plan a successful campaign, I would spend five of them focused on the target market. Absolutely right. Spot on. And so how do you do what, that? Well how, well, how do you do that? Well, first of all, you do it with the help of somebody else. Mm. Because well, in, in my experience, there's something really strange about us as human beings is – the way that you break the code, if you like, yep. that you see the light, is by un- uncovering, coming up with some really good answers. The only way that we can ever come up with good answers is asking really good questions. Not just one question, it tends to be one question, answer comes out, right, what's the next question that gets greater detail and another question that gets greater detail. As human beings, we are absolutely bloody awful at doing that on our own. Mm, mm, mm. We're really bad at asking ourselves really good questions, and we're really bad at answering our own questions, and we're really bad at holding ourselves accountable. Mm. So the first thing to do, and you know, I, this is one of the exercises I run with my clients, is we don't do anything until we've done this exercise. And I've had clients say, look, I've tried to do this for years, and you bottomed it in half an hour. Because it's asking a series of questions, but that perhaps doesn't, that that gives you a glimpse into the 
answer to your question. So the first part of that question is work with somebody who's got your best interests at heart and who can ask you really good questions to guide you in, in the right direction to uncover the answers. But really, the answer lies in who do, who do you enjoy working with? Who have you worked with in the past? Who you've gelled with? Who's really got you? Who have you worked with in the past that you've got great results with? Hmm. So who have you not got a synergy with? Because you need to know who not to attract as much as who to attract. Right. Yeah. Right. So right, it's, right. It's, firstly, it's doing that that broad brush. Right. Well, what are the kind of people? What are you like as an individual? What do you? What characteristics do you prize in other people? Things like collaborate, collaboration, honesty, professionalism, punctuality. You know, can they afford your services? Do they have? Do they have a, a deep enough desire? You know, do, do you do you have to? Is it an all? Is that market already pre-educated, or will you have to do a lot of, of the pre-education first? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Does does that niche that you're looking at is it occupied by the kind of people that have the characteristics you're looking for? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. You know, what what are those characteristics? You, you know, are they are they friendly? Are they open? Are they open-minded? Are they flexible? Are they collaborative? Are they creative? Mm. Yep. Or, yeah. Yep. So just yep. Look at those things first, and yeah. then what, what what tends to happen when you when you're talking about those faces will pop out, and then you know it, it's it's homing in on those faces. Right. Let's talk about those people as individuals. What's made them special? Why did you think about those? Right. Tell me about them, and let's let's go. Let's list those characteristics, so we then know what we're looking for. And when you found it, you'll know that it's a match. Mm. Those are those are great. And I think you're right. That really does help because some people, especially when they're just starting a program or it's a new product line, they're just happy to get anybody to give them money, right? Yeah. Like that first time someone pays you, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. There's another question that I think is a great one to ask as well, and that's what's the second time the car doesn't start for your ideal prospect? And what I mean by that is the second time they have that problem, because problems are markets, not just demographics. You know, it's not just soccer moms. It's the problem they have. That it's so, like with this, when you when you get in your car and it doesn't start the first time, and you you know you put the gas and you, you pump the gas, you pump the brake, you turn it, and then it kicks up and turns over. You're like, oh, phew, you know, and you drive. You, you're not really sure if it's a problem or not, right? You're like, what was that? Yeah. Like that was weird. But the yeah. second time it happens to you. That's when you realize I need to talk to someone about this, and I think that's yes. a great question for helping. I first you you're because just because someone has a problem doesn't mean they're your ideal client. So I definitely think there's validity in what you've said because you can ask, you can want you know you can take a market of people, like say for example like hockey kids. You know you might want to deal with certain types of parents, not others, right? With certain personalities, characteristics, not the other type. Because I don't know. At least I'm in Canada, so there's a stereotype around hockey parents just being crazy, like you know. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Like the over obsessive, you know, sports mom or dad or something. But so there can be a problem in the market, and like you said, you can figure out the the part of those. But again, just figuring out what time, what, what's the second time the car doesn't start for your for your prospect when do they realize they need you because that can also help define your target market as well where to find them what to talk to them about and then who who because people might be having again there might be small differences between two things 
I remember I was talking with basically a realtor. They have a special type of realty business. And for them, they realized that it was people that were having health issues versus people right. just looking to buy a house. And that helped them focus in on it some more as well. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. That's something I encourage my clients to look at is that very often uh, most businesses in their marketing, they'll address the symptom mm. and the underlying cause. So going back to your car analogy, mm. why didn't your car start? Oh, the battery was flat. Yeah. Well, the reason the battery was flat was not because you got a duck battery. The reason that your battery was flat was because your alternator was knackered. Yep. Yeah? Yep. So it's the alternator that needs fixing, not the battery that needs replacing. So very often in people's pain, you know, when you're marketing to their pain, it, it, it isn't the pre, pre presenting symptom that's the problem. So, you know, very often with with, with the work I do with LinkedIn, why do people engage with me? It's because they want more leads. Mm-hmm. It's because they want more leads because they want more clients. Yep. Well, the reason that they are in that position is that they're not doing the prospecting in the first place. And one of the going back in time, there were the, uh, one of the questions: What were the milestones I've been through? One quote comes to mind, and at, at the time, I didn't quite give this the the gravity that they had. And this is my first manager years ago, lovely chap, no longer with us, Mike Poole, bless him, said to me, Simon, remember this, in business, you paid to prospect. Uh-huh. And putting that another way is, if you don't prospect, you won't get paid. Because if you don't prospect, you won't get leads. Yep. If you don't get leads, you won't get clients. If you don't get clients, you won't get paid. Yep. Yep. And... You know, so so going back to you know what what's the real problem when people if we're talking about marketing, so many people say, oh, I want more leads, I want more leads, I want more clients. How much prospecting are you doing? That's the problem. Yep. The symptom is you ain't getting your clients. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's so well said. I think there's often people that's something you have to address in the marketing. There's a problem that they think they have, and that's like you always. I find especially when I work with clients and their businesses. There's almost always a part of life coaching that goes into it because there's always something inside the owner that they don't even realize that, you know, that's really what's tripping them up, not what they think the problem is. They think the problem is X. They think the problem is Y. They think the problem is their team. They've got an incompetent team. Really, they, they don't give clear instructions and they're everywhere. Yep. And they come in with a whole new game plan that's a 40 day, 45 day to implement like once a week, you know, so the team doesn't know how to react. Like, yeah, I totally get, get exactly what you're saying. Absolutely, that's a great one. Teams, you know, t- teams is it's not the people that are in the team. You, you know, you may have the best group of people together, but if you've not got a game plan or a plan for your season, you're not going to get the results. Are you? You're just going to wander around the pitch and yep. not compete. Yeah. So, if someone knows their target market and if someone's doing the prospecting in that, what's working on LinkedIn? What? How? How? If someone's willing to get on the phone and do the to do the you know build the relationship, get on the phone, talk to people, do they just start spamming groups? Do they just start messaging people and sending them mail messages? Hey, get on the phone with me. What's up? <laughs> I, I think you know the answer to that, don't you, Daryl? I know it was, it was a bit of a leading question, but it was a bit. Yeah, no, absolutely not. There are, can I answer the question this way? Sure. There are two main mistakes when it comes to actions taken on LinkedIn. That people fall foul of. Before that, 
there is the problem with how most people write their profiles, but maybe we'll come back to that in a moment. So, what are the two big things that people do wrong on LinkedIn? They're either completely lethargic and sit back and don't do anything because they don't have a game plan, so they don't know what to do, or that they jump in and spam people. And mm. going back to what I was saying before, they try and get to the results too quickly and end up just repelling people right. because they're being repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dead easy. Yep. Getting success on LinkedIn is really, really easy. And it's the way that you get success with all of your marketing. Just be a nice person. Just be a normal person. Just act in accordance to accepted human interrelationship conventions. Just be a nice person. Yeah. And do it this way. Think, I, I'm going to take this action. If it were coming in my direction, how would I respond? Yeah, I think that's a great thing to point out because because it's so easy with social media, I think people tend to not realize there's other people on yes. the other side. They they mistake activity with productivity. Hey, I'm going to send all these messages. Look how productive I'm being. I'm 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 copy and pasting and sending all this. But like you said, it's, you know, you can have it's funny because I just saw a buddy of mine. He he made a post today about some marketing he was doing and he was talking about how he did one thing and it got something like a thousand clicks and uh, he did the other thing and it only got like 300 clicks but it resulted in 70 sales where the one that got like the thousand clicks resulted in 20 sales you know and so the conversion rate was so much higher although he was able to reach fewer people they were better quality people and it was a better quality lead and they converted at a much 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 higher rate because of the specificity because of slowing down because of like what you said having a real human i mean they even say some of the best marketers and i'm i'm going to put myself in the category of a good mark a great well i'm going to put myself in the category of a good marketer i go, think i'm go for it. I, well, okay. I, I, I always need to get improved, but I, compared to some people out there, I'm, I'm fucking, yeah, anyways. I should have swore, but oh well. But it's just the whole, the face-to-face -face experience, the door-to-door -door experience, the having been in a mall, talking to real people when they walk by, having, you know, like working in a call center. Some of these people turn into the best marketers ever because they've got that, what exactly we talked about. They, they understand there's a real human on the other side of the computer. And I think exactly you say, a lot of people get tripped up. They sit at their computer, they see a screen, they see usernames and ones and zeros. They don't see the person on the other side that's, you know, having a good day, a bad day, got family, got sick parents, got great parents, got, you know, got concerns, got a wife, kids, who dog. Like, they don't see that, you know, and I think that that's... Uh, one, of the, one of the simple things that, 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 that I've trialed and that has been absolutely mind-blowing and... You, you you might when I've told you what to teach you might go are you are you are you, are you sure and it's this asking questions uh -huh. Uh -huh. yeah ask questions instead of selling yeah just ask questions now what what happens when you ask a question oh it's got to be the right question obviously the right, right question at the right time yeah. but these things can be really simple. But it's the things that other people are not doing. This is where we can really, all of us, steal the march at the moment. You do yep. things that your competition aren't doing. Yep. Get off your ass and go out into the real world and say hello to people. Pick the phone up and say, how can I help? Mm -hmm. Or let's have a chat. 
ask questions. So it can be in, in a follow-up. So the first thing to do will be making very specific connection invitations. When you've got a very specific profile that illustrates that you can solve a, a going back to you mentioned the word specificity a moment ago. I'm delighted you did because this is what people are lacking is specificity. Carving y your own little fiefdom, your own mm -hmm. uh, area you can command and control and and and, and rise to the top in. So if you're if you're connecting with very specific people and you're immediately putting a very specific message in front of them that says when they see it where has this person been all my life and then if you're following that up with a very polite message that says oh tell me about x for example i'm running a little side project at the moment just testing this out the response is phenomenal and this is about the growth potential in the IT sector in the UK, because we can, some of the people I'm working with, we can help finance that growth. Mm -hmm. The follow-up question is, tell me, what are your growth plans for your business in the next 12 months? Right. And when they don't have a good answer for that, suddenly they realize they've got a problem. And they but want two, to have a good two, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you've got, you, you know, you, you've got, you bleach your heart and on both edges there. Because if they realise, oh God, I haven't got a plan, and they see your profile, or, uh, you, well, I've got a plan, but I don't know how I'm going to finance it, and see your profile that is, I can help you finance that. Or the other side of the same uh, blade, same coin, is, I've got a great plan. Business is going brilliantly well. You're going to want to tell the person who's asked that about it. So it opens up an enormous conversation. Hmm. Just one simple question. So what you can do then is follow up with interest. Wow, that's brilliant. Plan is going so well about with it for you. Tell me all about it. Who are you working with? What's the product? What's the market? Now, people like to talk about themselves, don't they? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, people are more than happy to talk about themselves. And again, they, they generally want, they don't know how much you care until they, wait, they don't, they don't care, how was the quote? They don't know how much, they don't care what you know until they know how much you care. That's it, that's yeah. it. And I think that's a really important thing. Because again, it's, it's all about people. It's about a group, helping one group of people, helping another group of people. Your yeah. company, which is a group of people, helping another group of people. So, how if what would you recommend to someone that's just getting started on LinkedIn and they're struggling and they're trying to figure out how do I put a profile together that's going to help and work? Okay, first thing that you really have got to have on your LinkedIn profile is the right headline, because when you're going to connect with somebody else, the only thing that they see is your profile photograph, mm -hmm. your headline. Right. What most people do is they put their job title. So, internet marketer, let's say, for, to, to, to include you and I in right. this. So, Daryl Levansky, internet marketer. What if they don't want an internet marketer? Mm -hmm. yeah. They want somebody to get them more leads, more clients, and, and a significant high, significantly higher level of conversion mm -hmm. to strike market their profits. Yep. What's going to have more appeal? Where? How are... What's going on in people's minds is, who's this person? How can they help me? Where did they fit in my life? Yep. Internet marketing doesn't tell them. Yep. 
Yeah, there's no data. There's no. There's nothing to it. It's a category. There's no specificity. There's no category. That's right. But also, you just look like the same, exactly the same as your competition. Yeah. So you don't do anything else. There's lots more to do besides how you write your summary, how you populate it with valuable information that establishes you as the obvious expert, but. In the time we've got available, that's the thing to work on. And there's a formula for this. Who do you work with? So that as soon as they see it, they know it's relevant to them. That's why you have to do the target marketing exercise first. Mm -hmm. So who do you work with? Second bit is what problems do you solve? Third thing is, and, and you need to know that they are the big burning issues of that target market. Third thing is, what's the big result that you get from them? And that should be the one that they are struggling to get for themselves on their own. Otherwise, why would they hire you? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That's right. That is 100 characters. Uh, you said 100 characters? 20. 20 characters? 120. Oh, 120. One, two, That's still such a small spot. That's... What is it? There's a yeah. good copywriter saying, he used to say, sorry my letter was so long. If I had more time, I would have made it shorter. You that's know, right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, great quote, that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. right. There's the challenge. And there's a way around that. If write a long headline and then edit it down. As Dan mm. Kennedy said, you stick on the page and then pull all the bits out. Hmm. That's awesome. That's excellent. So, all right. So, they get a good profile going. They've got a target market. They... Are, aren't afraid to ask. I love to ask questions. That's actually a reminder that I have show up on my phone. I have an iPhone. I have that show up almost every day. It's either a weekly reminder or a daily reminder. Ask questions instead of selling because that's such like that, that alone was worth whatever time people spend li listening to this interview. But if they just listen to that and adhere to that, just ask people questions, get a conversation going. Don't just pitch people. Just, Hey, how are you? Tell me about your life. Tell me about your pain point. Let's talk about this subject X. I happen to be an expert at X. I happen to do X for X people. You know, yes. what's, tell me about yours. What's your going on? And then, you know, some of it might be repetitive. Some of it might be, but I mean, that's how you train other people. That's how you develop systems. That's how you create a sales page that converts, a teleseminar, a webinar that converts, a video sales letter, all these great automation tools that everyone wants to have so they can not have to work or feel sleazy, you know, salesy, yada, yada, yada. You get that by doing it and being in the trenches. And it's not salesy to ask people questions like, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, we should never pitch. Pitching does not work. Yeah. Asking questions work that allow people, because that shows that you care, yeah. but also it allows you to put the right solution in place. Yeah. The other thing about asking questions, just while it's on, on the mind, is going back to the target market thing. Very often people say, well, I'd love to work with so these kind of people, but I don't know what their problems are. It's, the, the best way to take, and this is another thing, if, nobody, if people don't take anything, if your listener doesn't take anything else from this conversation we're having, take away this. The best way to take the, the risk and the guesswork out of your business is to go and ask questions. Go and find the people you want to work with, the people who, you're, who you decide are in your target market, Find at least five of them, buy them a coffee and say, why is your life so crap? What are your frustrations? What, what do you really want your life to be like? If you could have, what, what 
what ways have you got trying to solve the problem in the past? What ha hasn't worked for you? What did you pay for that? Why didn't it work? If you could have the ideal solution, what would it look like? Yeah. Yep. All you've got to do then is ask great questions. Yep. People love people who ask great questions. And then it's dead easy. All you've got to do is come up with your questions first. Buy somebody a coffee or even better, buy them lunch because they'll love you then and they'll probably turn into a client anyway. But don't try and get them as a client. That's a big no-no. You're not trying to pitch them, trying to get information. Then all you've got to do is ask them the questions and sit and listen. Yep. And record it and then respond by just creating what they've told you they want. Yep. And for people that are just getting started out, just do it for free in the beginning. To get the hands-on experience if you have to. Do it for free, do it whoever. I mean, maybe charge a smaller fee, but just get a suite of case studies and testimonials going of people who you've really helped. Because otherwise, you know, you, you need that proof. It'll just make your life easier. You can do it without it, but it's, a, you know, it's, it's it can be an uphill battle. I think that's just great advice. Just sit down with people that you think fit your target market, talk to them, ask them questions, find out what pay their pain points are, have a conversation. I feel like, again, it comes back to this, a lot of people that are struggling or failing. You just need to get your life better organized, use your time a bit better, and follow these simple steps. It's nothing. It's not necessarily easy, but it's very simple, right? I mean, nothing, nothing we've come, talked about here requires you to have a degree in rocket science. It doesn't require you to have any special skills or aptitudes. But you can use this to build a multi-million dollar business if you implement it well, track what you're doing, do it on a consistent basis, document your results, and then train others, you know, and your team to help you do it and grow your business for you. I mean, that's... This yeah, again, it's what people don't, are not doing at the moment. Just go back to the basics. And it's, it, it is, it's, it's common sense, not common practice. But if you do it, it takes all the risk and all the guesswork out of your business and therefore all the fear and, all, and when you implement it, when you respond and just give them what they said that they want, mm. up go your confidence, up go your fees, up go your profits and people flock towards you because you've designed it, you've done it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Not just guessing, hitting and hope. Yeah, yeah. So well said. So well said. So do you feel like anything in your personal career? So we've talked a lot about that. So for you, do you feel that you've ever had anything that held you back? I mean, obviously, you've, you follow the basics and fundamentals. Like you said, you're willing to get on the phone. You're willing to meet people. But aside from this, do you feel like that anything ever held you back in your career? I would say, and then here again, here's a lesson for other people, is not building my network of influential people soon enough. Hmm. I think if there were one thing that I would go back and do more thoroughly, more conscientiously, and more consistently, is build a support network. You know, people that, because we can't all do it on, on our own, is, okay, well, the, the, identify your own skills. What are you good at? But who can you either partner with, or who can introduce 